Welcome to the Pay Yourself First podcast. My name is Chris Jolly, and I'm on a mission to financially empower millions of entrepreneurs. I want you to make and keep more money so that you can begin implementing and turbocharging a plan for creating financial freedom your way during the life cycle of your current business without spending a ton of time or becoming a professional investor. You see, most of the financial teachings out there are made for employees, not entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't listen to someone who doesn't have kids about parenting, why take business financial advice from someone without a business? Are you ready to break free of bad advice and follow the trail of other uncommon entrepreneurs so you can get from where you are now to the lifestyle you were aiming to create when you started your business? Then stick around. Here comes another episode of Pay Yourself First, where the only investment we offer is the one you make in yourself. Okay. Hey, all. Welcome back to the show. I'm super excited because today we've got a really amazing guest. His name is Royal, and he has a business called Linen Couture that he runs out of Lithuania, which ships all over the Europe, the UK, Australia. So I'm just really excited to have you on. Thanks for taking time out of your day today. We're going to have a great conversation, and we'll just go over some of your wins and challenges. So just the conversation from that alone will be awesome. But before we dive into some of those questions, I'd just love if you could take some time and share with us how you got to be where you are, because from what I've read, you've got a really powerable story, and I know that our audience is dying to hear. Hi, uh, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. And yeah, I will be glad that you will enjoy our time talking about the business I've got here and the challenges I've got through awesome. and all this. Yeah, at the moment, Linen Future is the, our brand name, which we have registered last year in Europe. And the business is running in Lithuania, like registered business in Lithuania, but it, it owns basically the brand Linen Couture. Yeah. And Linen Couture is, is made out of European linen. That was probably in the beginning one of our value. Okay, we are selling European linen, 100% European linen, which is certified, which is good product, which is sustainable and ecological. This was the idea, and it happened that the, one of the biggest markets, like United States or Australia, as you said, Canada, UK, they were a big market for, like, there were a group of people who were willing to buy good, sustainable fabric when it comes to the clothing, when it comes to the home decor things, like curtains, beddings. So that's how it started. So we knew that there is a market, and we have access to the sustainable product and uh, yeah this is this was our beginning point the good idea and the strategy and we started to invest on it that's every business of course needs a, a little bit investment then we started to invest of our time resources money we started making a good business partners for delivery for fulfillment services and all these things that requires to deliver the product to the end customer, which they pay for. So our target was what we do here is going to be the picture or, or any kind of advertisement we're using is going to be what we're doing here. And we will, we will do our best to deliver what we are showing to the customer because we just never wanted to fail any single customer. So we started and our first customers were very happy and then we instantly get, um, get good reviews and recommendations, post-purchases, repetitive customers. And this, this gave me like hands-on experience that, okay, customer satisfaction is the best marketing strategy. If you're selling the certain products and especially if you're selling like expensive product, 
like ecological and sustainable, and it's hard and expensive to make it in Europe. We, when it came to the certain product line, when we produce it and export from Europe, it was in the same product line as IKEA, which is, I don't know, in the United States, but it's like kind of everywhere in Europe or the other sellers on such product line. So we were selling, let's say, robes, uh, like pass robes or, or beddings, like linen beddings that you could find in, for example, Zara Home, or you could find in IKEA. But our, our advantage was this is not made in anywhere else. This is made in Europe. There is no child labor abused or there is no any untaxed fees or like less paid employers. Like we had a certificate showing that we produce it in Europe. There is no any harmful substances used during the production. So this is a high-end product made hand by hand, handmade product and is high-end. So the customer satisfaction gave us to start selling more and more. Always we kept the quality high. We had always people who checking the quality before any product is dispatched and uh, make sure there is no mistake, make sure every single detail is perfectly made. So Very cool. Yeah. So it's ethically produced and sustainable from what it sounds like. Exactly. We, that's how we call it. Yes, we use ethical word packing because we do care about the shipment as well. Because when we ship like hundreds of parcels every day, or maybe let's say a week sometimes, we never wanted to leave footprints because that's how we have been, like when you study in university business development, which I went to the business school, sustainability is a deal. So you have to, and there is a certain government regulations on it as well, like what you are dispatching, how you produce, and what's the life cycle of the things you are producing and exporting from Lithuania. And so we had to, and we wanted to take care of this thing. So we used only organic packing without any plastic or biodegradable plastic in certain way that is getting, getting composed within certain, like some 60 days or two months, something like this period of time. It was quiet important for us to take care of the packing and the product. Yeah, you're really right. It was ethical products with ethical packing. That's very cool. Now, one of the most interesting things I found out about your story, and this ties into a thing that I talk to people a lot about, people get this idea that to start a business, you have to have a ton of money, investors, and it's this whole big thing. But that's not always the case. Will you tell us a little bit about how you started your business? Yes, that is a yeah, when you start a business, when you want to start a business, you always think, I need a lot of money. That's very right. But in certain cases, it is possible to start what you have, what you have got, and see if it works, and then you get bigger and bigger. Looking from my business perspective, so I knew where to buy linen, and I knew who can make a curtain from this linen, and I knew where to sell it. So I started buying the linen, but I had money. I made a picture of it after we made the curtain and I posted the first picture. So I get my first order. So I make it and then I try a different color linen now in the same home where I live because it was a bright apartment, tall ceiling. And, um, and then I start generating some revenue. I have clients asking me to make curtains for them. And then we decided to use a studio, for example, or rent special places where you make a photo shootings. Then I started 
using a photographer service, let's say, rather than my iPhone. So this was already the money I was spending because I had revenue and I never got paid, mm. which was maybe I could escalated as a my mistake for like last one year because I didn't pay myself but because if I wanted to pay I had to pay a lot because I was working a lot I was doing a lot of things like but that was how the thing started to grow for me I started buying more material I hired more seamstresses like who's doing the things making the things for me and uh, yeah and then like let's say my first month's revenue was like four or five hundred us dollars and second month was like two thousand third month was already around ten thousand and the uh, end of the year it was around like 150 and then second year it came around three hundred thousand, and it's now somewhere around half million but it's just a gross revenue that's that's the public information also in Lithuania. <laughs> Every business in this, like also there's a study that like business usually have this like a takeoff period. So if the business will survive first five years, most probably they will go for a long way. So now I hope we will get to the, this certain line where it will become more like business rather than like entrepreneurship that I have now. I'm trying to make it a level that it is running itself mm -hmm. and potentially try to invest my time or something in a new business or trying to scale up the business or something like that. Very cool. That's amazing. That's a great story because a lot of people work for years and years to try to get that level of revenue and to make that jump all in one year is awesome. Great job. Yeah, but also I don't want to sound like very cool at some point because for some businesses, it's the profitability is important. For sure. So what's your profit margin? That would be interest. Okay, revenue is not important. What's your profit margin? But I didn't have this, let's say, mentality for myself. I was like, revenue is important. And more sales is important. More data is important. So you can start analyzing. You can start getting to the business. And with certain like in the market, trying to understand what's going on. And then you can then increase the prices or try to think how to be more profitable while you have a revenue that you have a chance to try new things and make a moves without money you can't do it but when you have revenue you're more like flexible to to make movements yeah that's a good point there are plenty of businesses that do tons in revenue and then lose money because they're not charging the right amount or what have you they're spending too much somewhere else now you brought up a good point a little bit earlier that i wanted to touch on and it's actually the reason that i got started with this podcast i've had many businesses myself before and the first couple of them I had never learned anything about business finance, personal finance. And so every dollar that I got, I just reinvested right back into the business. And I went a couple of years without really paying myself anything. And that's something that I really love to stress to entrepreneurs is that you've got to pay yourself first, because if you're not, then you can just put all of your money back into the business. And if the business folds, you're just broken, unemployed again. So True. True. As long as you have assets, like a line that you want to go below from that line. So what is the amount of your asset is that the level you can get. If you're working properly, paying your taxes, you have nothing to hide. So in case of bankruptcy, you would go to your assets, like selling the assets, pay it back. And of course, if you are smart, if you take care of your bookings and sales and make sure you're never losing money, then it is safe. You, you Probably you wouldn't crash that strong. Sure. Yep. That's another issue is that some people start businesses and they just don't have the revenue to keep going. And as soon as you hit a speed bump, 
if you don't have the cash to put in to keep things moving along, that's the end of the road for you. True. I didn't, like, let me put it this way. Okay, maybe we started a bit dramatic. I did invest three, 400 euros to start this business. But before I started, I had three years of experience and working for a big corporate and getting well paid. So I had something that encouraged me. I'm going to resign from my, it was like managerial position and in a big corporate and then invest in my business. So I was like, okay, when you look at the numbers, this business took, investment was not too big because I was not getting paid. Yes, but if I had to be paid or if I had to hire two or three people to make a normal seven, eight hours daily job, they would get out of paid. And then yes, the business would definitely go really high negative balance at the end of the year. If I had to pay myself, I don't think we would survive. But when I had my personal income previously, that would allow me to live on for a few years without getting paid from any other business. Like, for example, from my own business, I didn't get paid, but I lived with my personal savings. And then another thing you brought up was you were talking about how you'd like to get the business to the point where you can hand it off a little bit, step away and pursue other interests. That's something really interesting. I find one of the differences between employees and entrepreneurs is when you talk to employees, they just want to get to 60 or 65 or whatever it is and retire so they don't have to work anymore. And what I find is when you talk to entrepreneurs, they want to be able to get their business to a level where they can have somebody else manage it, usually so they can start another business or work on something else. So what would you have in mind to do after this when you do get your business to that point? What would being financially free look like to you in that way? Yeah, it's a very good point. It, it always depends. I don't think there's a right answer for this a numerical answer because it always depends on what you settle down for, what is your aim in the life, how much you want to make, what's happiness for you, etc. And in my case, personally, I have certain goals and I will try to work a bit harder because at this moment I feel um, the most strongest. I don't need to sleep a lot. I don't need to eat a lot. I don't need to drink a lot. I can work and I can invest my time. I know that maybe it will not last long. So I will try this period to make to, to the certain point and then retire like a bit earlier than 65, perhaps. So I will, as soon as I hand over this business to people, let's say director or like managing partner, and will be able to pay that person and make profit, I will invest in another business and that will be perhaps about logistics or shipments because I have already experience because now we ship a lot of parcels all over the world so I have now connections and partners to deliver anything from Europe to everywhere in in a few days so perhaps I will start a new service offering delivery and shipments between Europe and everywhere else. Gotcha. That's amazing. Yeah, you brought up a good point too, which is financial freedom usually isn't about that dollar amount. And while everybody has a goal of how much money they'd like to have, it's really about the lifestyle that you want to lead, right? Because depending on where you are in the world and what you like to do, you could have $10,000 and live off that the rest of your life if you're Thailand somewhere or what have you. Or I'm sure the cost of living in Lithuania, for example, is quite different from here in Miami. And it, not everybody needs a giant mansion and 10 supercars and all of that stuff. So so it's really just more about the lifestyle you're looking to create for yourself. Absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Now, I wanted to ask you, you touched on it a little bit, but can you tell me what some of your financial challenges have been in this business? Cash flow. 
it's <laughs> it's always a problem because linen is expensive. We buy linen and we make product from it and we ship it. And so the, we have to buy linen and we get order. So we start making it and we ship order. And because we were new to the business and we had to use this payment gateways, such as, I don't know if I should mention the name, but the biggest ones that everyone uses for e-commerce businesses. And they have these like rules when you start that for a certain period of time, they will hold your money and they will then release. And in the beginning it's easy, but when you touch 10,000 10, or 50,000, they're like, oh, now hold on, we're going to check it for 40 days. And then the sale goes there and you have to buy linen and keep working and send. When the money doesn't come, it delays for 40 days, you're running out of the cash. So that was the sometimes challenges in the beginning for us. And that was, I don't remember. So sometimes we had this support from our bank a bit, giving us some little credit line because also there's a big banking difference between USA and Europe. We don't have credit system in Europe. So like we put money in our bank and we spend it. It's not like uh, we don't have this like minus thing going like negative balancing in Europe. So our business always from the day started, it had zero balance. So your revenue is plus your spending is from there. And whenever you have, you put money and it will be questioned where this money coming from. So it was the business had to stand on a line that sales always cover all the expenses and be profitable. It was maybe beginning hard, but as soon as we get through this process, it was fine. Then we got like normal terms of finance and money kept coming. And then we were easy to spend on daily operations. Yeah, cash flow is one of the biggest challenges for, I'd say, probably most businesses and can be one of the biggest kinks because, like you said, if you need inventory and you don't have the money, then your orders don't get made and everything comes to a halt. Yeah, you get invoices. I remember we were like, we were using some FedEx services and we ship like a hundred parcels in a week and we get an invoice. It's a big number. And they're like, okay, we're going to pay it. We're going to pay it. And then you have to buy more materials because more orders are coming. But it's everything is good. You have money, but you don't have money because the PayPal keeps your money. And, and there was always risks. Like what if they just decide, no, we don't give your money. And what if they start like, Oh, this happened business. Yeah. But unfortunately, this is today's problem. If you want to run e-commerce, you get to use their services and you're going to just rely on them. And you can't build a new system for yourself. It's impossible, kind of. Yeah. Especially with things like PayPal now saying they're just going to take money right out of your account if they don't like something you said. And it's getting shaped with a lot of these payment processes for sure. But like you said, they have most people over a barrel because otherwise you don't really have a way to run your business without using their system. Yeah, this is, PayPal is one of the examples. And when I have tried many of them that legally is okay between USA and uh, Europe for tax purposes and everything. Yeah, at the end of the day, the e-commerce is good, but your money is always in the risk because you may easily run out of the cash because you are not the first who gets money from the customer. You're always like served or like even sometimes forced that uh, you get the money and everyone charges you between. And uh, yeah, it's just complicated. Yep, for sure. Now, one of the things that we like to talk about is just investing in finances. So I know you mentioned that when you started the business, you weren't paying yourself first. We really just have to figure out the balance that people are finding between reinvesting money into the business and also investing in a nest egg for their own future. So what does that look like for you? I need to think, yes, in, in different ways. I'm going to say this thing. 
I strongly started to believe that investing in future should be tangible if you want to be secure. So I'd rather try to invest on things in my future, for my future that is not digital. I have got this feeling. Yeah, I do. It's always hard to, yeah, it, it requires a balance because when you run a business and your primary income source is your business and the business has a capacity to scale. So you get to decide you want profit or you want to invest or you want to invest in your business. So it's like gamble. But if you don't take a risk, you don't drink champagne. But I'm still trying to balance these things to be on the secure side if something fails or collapse and stuff like this. And I also try to keep business in like getting bigger, like in a, like an incline. I find that for most entrepreneurs, they're either part of one side or part of the other. Like I said, my first business, every dollar I made went right back into it because I figured one day I'll scale it to the place that I'm making tons of money and then I'll start putting money away and that never happened. So you have people who do that and then you also have people who don't put any money back into the business at all because they think I'm just going to set this aside for me. I'm going to invest in. Yes, that's that's right. That's I my, I usually look at it from assets perspective. So what assets you have got, and if end of the year your business is running, you, you don't have any tax problems, you are in profit, and you have a you have some assets, and in this end of second year you're still running, you're still profitable, and your assets is doubled and you have less profit, I'm still fine with it. I know that because I don't need cash today, but you know that these assets are there. It can be your personal assets. It can be business assets. It can be like liquid, tangible assets. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So tell me a little bit, Royal, what are your plans for 2023 inside your business? What are you hoping to accomplish this year? We, I have got, I was working with, with a guy from Dominican Republic for our IT projects and we get an, we met on Upwork. I was hiring freelancer. So then like we started working with him a lot. And this year we made a contract with him that he's going to take over all of our IT things. And we have a big, very big project coming for this year that we're going to have our own kind of database that where we will gather all the orders from like with the API endpoints and process this in one unit internally and fit all this accounting information, tax information. So we're going to make a very kind of giant system for our scale giant uh, system. will manage all the orders and everything with this uh, partner. So this is our, uh, perhaps one of the goal, because once we do it, we will reduce some of has been done manually. Uh -huh. So it, it will also give us more accuracy, less human errors and all these things. And then we have another brand is coming up soon in February, but yeah. We'll talk about it later, maybe. <laughs> that one's a secret for now, huh? Yeah, it's a bit, it's, yeah, we are, we have a new brand coming up in another European country and we think it's going to take off really well. We will be in touch. Excellent. Very cool. That sounds like you've got a great year ahead of you and I wish you all the success in this. Now, Royal, this has been an absolutely amazing interview. You've just shared so many great tips and valuable insights for our listeners. And that's really exactly what I'm looking for on the podcast. So just really happy you were able to take the time today and jump on the show with me and add value to myself and the listeners. It's been such a pleasure to have you here. Thanks so much. If anybody's looking to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Or if they want to find uh, out more about the product? Oh, it would be our website. That would be linenkuture.com or just an email info or my name is royal at linenkuture.com. That would be the best way to reach me.
Very cool. Now, if you're listening out there and you enjoyed, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. If you're a six-figure online entrepreneur and you want to come on just like our amazing guest Royal did today and share your valuable insights with our listeners and myself and talk about your business, your journey, you can go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com and apply. We would love to have you on as well. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also gonna get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.